Welcome to those 90s teachers podcast with Tasia and Zara, where we are currently taking up space in the education arena in different parts of the world. Throughout this journey, you will learn about being a teacher in today's society as we share personal stories and life experiences in the classroom. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the 90s teachers episode 11, I think. Yeah, wow, we're like zooming through these episodes. Eleven. Eleven. The double digits. Crazy. 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 So it's definitely been back to school season. We're out here getting our lives together. Yes. I'm like low-key excited but nervous at the same time. It's like the weirdest feeling. I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) Right? It's like I'm excited. But then I'm nervous at the same time because you just never know what you're going to expect in the school year, you know? Yeah, I know. Because it's like a lot of, um, a lot of like, you know, unknown. You're going into unknown territory, especially for you. Like, you're going to a whole new day. Like, girl, you're about to start a whole new job. Like, I'm excited. A whole new life, girl. A whole new life. What? I think what makes me nervous is that, what makes me a little nervous is that, it's a leadership position so I'll be like leading yeah. teachers so I think that's the part that I'm like well I've never done this before in like in a corporate setting like I've led my tutors in my business but I've never like done it in the school so it's different so because you already have like you already have the the tools you've been doing it you started your own business leading it yeah. and like setting things you know even in your position like you kind of already kind of coordinate things like that. So I feel like it is nerve wracking. Of course, I'm not like, yeah, girl. I, girl. I get it, but I feel like you're perfect for it. Thank like you. I- it, yeah. You have all these speaking engagements coming up. So that's mm-hmm. exciting to look forward to. So I get how that's nerve wracking also. Cause it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like these new speaking engagements, what we're going to talk about, what we're going to say, but yeah, it's also exciting, like the opportunity, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I always get nervous when I talk in front of like people like adults, you know, like, especially like I hate having adults like in my room, especially like when you're teaching and you're being evaluated. It's the worst feeling ever. Oh but when God. they're not in the room and I'm like just teaching and talking, presenting to my kids, it's so easy. So this is again going to be a nerve wracking thing because I'm just like, it's going to be a lot of adults in the room, you know, and big, there's going to be a big, um, speaking engagement in like that I'm going to in in Minneapolis so that one kind of it's gonna be like I think they said like 2,000 people oh my god so I'm you know what Zara you are a really good speaker I don't know if you noticed this but you are really good you're really good at like thinking on your feet you're really good at just like coming up with things on the spot me girl I gotta plan stuff I'm a planner like in low-key like I am a planner but I wish you guys could see the inside because the inside is like (sighs) like I feel like I want to melt <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it like I just want to melt into my skin and especially like if I feel nervous like I can I can hear it in my voice so hopefully this one I'm definitely gonna prepare though like I'm not gonna just swing it swing right so I can't just swing it so I'm excited though low-key high-key because like um it's just again representation for just all like all of us you know in the work that we do us being passionate teachers but still leading authentic lives and being Mm -hmm. ourselves into the classroom I think it's so important so just to talk on that would be it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool I love that so true um so we have a kind of hot we are back with our hot topics 
from this yes. episode we gave y'all a little break over the summer because we know over the summer y'all want to chill or whatever so we, <laughs> we're back yes we're back with the heavy hitters you know there's a lot going on where yeah we're, we are going into back to school but right now we're it's in weird times that we're in especially in the article that we're about to dive into so bear with us but this is just the reality of teaching um when teaching crosses with politics because again education is an institution so mm-hmm. um, get regulated of what we we teach and what the curriculum and things looks like so this is it just brace yourself brace all right because i have to brace myself when i was hearing this topic so yes whenever so you're ready me first? You can go first. I think well, yours is gonna. I know, right? Throw <laughs> them in because. Yeah. That's what it's gonna do. It's a big one. Okay, so this article is from NBC News. It was uh, released um, August 15th, so not too long ago. And the title is Florida Teachers Are Worried New Policies Could Get Them Fired or Even Criminally Charged. So, what the article is basically stating is that. Florida, as we know, Florida, goodness, Florida has a lot. It's always Florida, though. Like, it's whenever Florida, just the part, like, I don't know about other people, but whenever Florida is on, like, in the headline, you already know something crazy is about to come out. Yeah. Just saying. It's bad. So, uh, the caption says, just to read this out first, the reality is that when you start telling people that they can be a criminal for putting books on the shelf, they're going to start self-banning, said one teacher. So what this article basically is talking about is that Florida has some new state policies and one of them being that their new African-American history standards for K through 12 kids includes instruction that enslaved people, as in the black people that were enslaved or maybe Native Americans that were enslaved in the United States, um, that the those people benefited from skills that they learned um, and that's what it includes. I'm going to just say that again because I don't think you guys got that. So what it's saying is that the new standards in African-American history for K-12 through students includes instruction that the enslaved people benefited from skills that they learned. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. Anyways, the article further explains that um, um, prior, like in 2022, the governor DeSantis uh, created a, a don't say gay bill in March 2022 so basically like you know um which forbade instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade but now the school year is saying that um they can they can teach about lgbtq and gender identity as long as it's age appropriate so the teachers are really confused about this because you know that it's really vague so they don't know what they can or cannot say because the year before that there was a law that said you don't say gay bill you know so they can't they couldn't teach certain things about the lgbtq in that at that time anyway so now they're like okay now you can say things but it has to be age appropriate so they're like okay but what if i say something that i think is age appropriate but it's not and then because of that I end up getting attacked by parents or even politicians because I did something which can revoke the teacher's teaching license, which, as we know, is a big deal because you don't have a teaching license. How are you going to teach? Right. So this whole thing is so crazy, um, bizarre. I would love to know your thoughts. I just like I don't know where 
they get the audacity to rewrite history like I that like especially in the first part like how are you about to I feel like already it's an issue with like critical race theory and actually explaining uh slavery and the history of slavery because this is American history regardless if you like it or not like it's 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 history it's terrible it's what it is (laughs) the fact that you're explaining it now to new generation of kids especially kids that are not that, that are that are are white or kids that are not african-american and letting them know hey no but like slavery was a good thing because you learned these traits no 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 am i crazy because i don't know what is going on i'm just like no it is not are you kidding me it's like wild like learn the history like i how are you trying to it's just like you are flipping it and looking at it from yeah though from one perspective for the, the only people that want are the people who were slave owners and the u.s economy because you got free labor but for african-americans you stripped that you kidnapped and you brought them here Everything and you, you broke you, apart families your identity you murdered like i'm for hun- hundreds of years, years. into the family it's the system is still broken to this day because it's built on slavery laws like jim crow law the justice system you know it's like embedded and then now you're telling me you know like it's okay like we've taught you this what for free girl yes and literally just the fact that you disenfranchise the black family by separating the black man from the woman so now you grow up generations of kids that have that mindset that not growing up with a dad is something that's normal it's freaking not i'm sorry insane and whoever approved this approved this oh my you need to like you need to be ostracized you need to be taken out of government because mate this is so harmful like it is so harmful because basically you're telling african-americans that your like your history doesn't like basically matter because you learned this like yeah your trauma and your experience of violence it's okay because hey now you know how to 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 farm or hey right. now you know how to it. like are you what? crazy crazy it's oh that actually bad. it's just as bad as them teaching us that christopher columbus discovered america and that the pilgrims were people that feasted when it's like when you come to find out they literally exonerated the native american people stole their land and he didn't even discover america literally and it's literally like here in canada saying residential schools were actually good for indigenous kids because we taught them a b and c like how to work and things like that but you literally just decided to do cultural genocide and strip kids from their families from nine to and 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 literally to this day have post-generational trauma and acting like that's that's good because hey at least you made like are you kidding me and have you heard about the what's happening in yellow knife in canada no what is happening in yellow knife basically okay i have this theory because it's happening in hawaii too where there's like yeah so in yellow knife in canada something they told them all to evacuate but yellow knife in canada is also a reservation of native of native americans that that have resided there for centuries and so now they're like evacuating these people from their homes for because of the potential threat of a wildfire. And my theory, and this this is just a theory, 
and it's similar to in Hawaii because there's a lot of Native Indigenous people there too, is that there somebody is planting these fires to like colonize the land you know, and build up like new condominiums or whatever so that it can be profitable for the, um, you know, white society. And it breaks my heart because I've been seeing on TikTok, like they're not going to put it on the news. So TikTok is like the source of people that speak yeah. out about stuff. But like, it's just things like this. If kids don't know their history, like how they're trying to change it, stuff like this is going to keep happening. And then you're not going to have the critical knowledge to think like, wait, how come there's fires happening in just these specific areas? You're just going to be like, oh, it's just wildfires happening. It's just, you know, you're not going to think like, wait, this happened before, just in a different way. Just now yeah. it can't happen so abruptly. Now it has to be like disguised and seen in a different way. You know what I mean? You're right. And it's it sickens me because it's just like how like already I feel like people already dilute our history and the fact that is like we have to use spaces like TikTok or use spaces like YouTube or podcasts or social media uh, in order to to even give like our side of the story. But now that I feel like with the article, what they're doing is like already just silencing African-Americans history and just speaking for African-Americans in general how are you speaking for a for people that you don't even identify with you don't even understand their experiences hence you can't speak you can't say um slavery was good because you learned these skills because you were never enslaved these are not your ancestors so no. you can't speak for them like I think that is the issue that I have always is like People, like white people always telling the story or changing the narrative for, for right. other people and I feel like that is so like detrimental it's yes. not good it's work and, and like they, uh, they control the media or control things that gets out to the mass of the people so when things like this are is is happening it's we should be scared this is scary hours that we're in right now it's scary you know? it freaked me out too because I'm like if you literally can, because like I'm saying, this is just me theorizing, I don't know, but it's just that the patterns I'm noticing, I'm like, how come it's just an indigenous land that these that these fires are happening? It just yeah. doesn't make, it just, but this is the fact that like I was, the point I was trying to make before is like, if you don't know your history, you don't know what they did before. And if they're trying to rewrite the narrative to say for something like enslaved people benefited, what's to say that they're not going to try that stuff again in another that's, way? That's what I'm like like I'm sh I'm scared of you know or like it's that's the issue you know or like how when people use the n-word when they're not like they're it's they don't even know the meaning of it but they just use it because they just listen to it on, on a song like you know and they don't under they're detached if you're detached from an experience you don't understand you know and that's the whole issue that I have with this it's it's it's, it's horrible it's it's, horrible. it's really shocking. scary so I, like speechless I know and I I feel for teachers in Florida especially if you're a black teacher in Florida I feel especially if you have a passion like we do for kids yeah. it must be really hard to force a, to have to teach a curriculum that you don't agree with yeah crazy oh no like at that point I don't know what I would do like I don't know if, either if I would have to like I like as an educator like just thinking of it I don't like I like my my stuff bleeds teaching history like I teach social change through my art and that's wow. what I did 
around the Renaissance and with Keith Haring and just talking about the histories of different people, I think it's so important. So if you, the fact that you're telling me that's illegal for me to do in the classroom or with the curriculum, even with the book choices that I choose, like I don't, I, I, I don't think I can authentically be the teacher that I am in that space. Like I don't think I would be able to be Miss Hassan, the Black Muslim educator in Florida, because I I don't think I can compromise um, my beliefs. You know, that's what what made me think about just now. That's why I love what you're doing, right? Like, because you're right, representation does matter because if students can, because I think that because, well, for me, I'll speak for myself, I grew up in a predominantly like Black neighborhood, right? So I, and then you go to school though, you would only see teachers that were white, right? You wouldn't really see people that look like you. I think my first black teacher was when I was in, when I was in high school and she was my ninth grade biology teacher. But before that, I've never had a black teacher. So the fact that you're out here and you're having all these speaking engagements and you're like having these brand partnerships, I fully understand how much it matters, like to be Muslim, to be Canadian, Somali, like that is a huge deal because kids need to see, teachers need to see, administration, legislation needs to see that there are different types and we're in a different time and age where we have educated as fully educated career oriented uh, people of color that are doing amazing that are that have different religious beliefs that are doing important work for society that care about what they're doing and have just passion for these children and there needs to be a new narrative that's written yeah and I think you hit it on the mark too because like even being all of that we already come from a level of playing field where we have to even try a hundred percent more than counterparts so like that is the reason why like it's not even I just it's like we have to show others that we belong even though we we belong because we are already but like it's just seen that inside of us because we haven't seen you know what I mean and I think that's what you said it's like representation does matter because for the longest time I felt like I don't the teachers that don't look like me that means then they we don't belong to be teachers or we don't belong to have these spaces but I'm like telling people now or letting people know no we belong everywhere you know we you can do whatever space you want to want to succeed in or you see yourself in you should do it I feel like we should we were limited from the beginning because I feel like society kind of has to have and it's just a sad reality but you need to have oppressed and oppressors right you need a person that wins for it to for the for it to win you can't have capitalism to work it's true you know so I feel like so the more we're held down the more people can go up that don't look like us so if we all band together and we're like hey no we've had enough it's people can look at us like oh this is scary ours because there's a lot more black different religion successful people nowadays and it's like we're they're going to be intimidated because that's not what they're used to you know Uh that's the reason why they feel like we don't belong but I feel like that's the reason why I use my space is like hey no like I'm here you're gonna know that I'm here and I'm gonna be the way that I am I'm not gonna water myself for you I'm gonna come authentically me and I'm gonna do my job the best that I can Right. And that's right. And I'm gonna teach the histories. I, I'm not watering things down. And I feel oh. like 
students like they love that like I remember reading a book last year and my librarian gave me this book called anger is a gift by Marco Shiro and it's about like gun violence um with the police police brutality and like the conversations that I have in my grade eight it's like we're insane you know like kids know like it's no they know so the fact that I was breaking it down with them we're having open conversations safe space to have dialogue especially with kids that don't look like me because I work at a school where it's predominantly um like Asian background uh, and things like that but having open dialogue with these students and allowing them to create a safe space where they can also like like share their experiences and be like oh but like I, the police for me is good because of this a b and c and just sharing the story and sharing the right. data is important because then you're bridging it for them because when you're watching it on tv it's very desensitized like yes. the video pictures that you see usually are scary pictures like where they're one of like 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 mugshot pictures you never see normal pictures of black people that's okay. just and oh, then yeah go ahead no, like you don't. And every time you, the, the media does this purposely because they want to reiterate the the narrative, the stereotype that the black man is inferior and you should be scared, right? But if you, sh and then when you see a white person commit um, mass shooting, it's always a smiling picture, some picture that their parents got from the photo album because they want to promote this, this um, narrative where it was just this one person but look, they had a really hard life, hard background, you know, mentally. Mental health issues. You see? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's so important to have these conversations in the classroom, especially in teaching, because if we're not teaching the history and the effects of slavery to this day is still embedded in, in society, society, in the the laws and regulations, you know, of black bodies, then it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be scary hours, uh scary times for our future yeah. generations. You know, no. what's crazy. I love that you teach kids that are Asian and are Caucasian because it's like them having a black teacher also is, you know, we think about I think about like, OK, kids that are black need to have black teachers, but kids that are not black need to also have black teachers because yes. that's where the real change happens, because it's like you are enforcing like the narrative for them in their mindset where they're like, wait a minute. I had a black teacher when I was in uh, sixth grade and she was really cool. Like she taught us about this, this and that, you know? And yeah, good. No, but like exactly like what you said is important. And again, the, the issue that I have is we shouldn't only teach black children a black, black history. Nine times out of 10, they already know the know. history what we go through day in and day out because we live this experience. We need to teach to children that don't look like us yeah. about the experiences that we face like even when I was a student teacher I would be talking about my experiences in the system in the public system uh and my encounters with certain uh, stu uh teachers and like literally my white uh peers would be like oh my god like when they hear real life stories from real life people that look like us then you can connect because you're like oh I already know Zara on a personal level but like oh my god like I really didn't know that you guys like you actually go through this because of your color mm, you know? yeah just because of that literally nothing else nothing else and like, you know what I you you were that was such a good point because I think that like you said non-black kids need to know black history black kids I think like you said do know somewhat about black history because they have parents that are black but I think black kids more so need self-esteem boosters because I feel like a lot of them struggle with insecurities because of the history, like subliminally, you know what I mean? Right. And 
you're no, but like you're right what you said because I feel like a lot of the times it's we're not embraced for our blackness, right? And culturally, yes, like they society loves hip hop, society likes this, but society doesn't like darker skin tone, or society doesn't like when your hair doesn't look like right. Right. so they pick and choose things yeah. so our bl- kids blackness is put on full display and then it you kind of sort of like start to hate yourself for it you know yeah it's I mean? kind of like like liking I can just say liking Beyonce but not like liking her music but not liking her as a person you know mm. it's like you like what they can provide for you but if you got to know them you wouldn't give it you don't give a damn about them exactly you know? no you hit it on the point and that's the thing that I, you can't pick and choose what and what you don't like hence why I tell people like you have to teach kids especially all kids all kids should have windows mirrors and reflections to the things that they see and they read and the curriculum and whatever the media like everything needs to be either like you can like a representation yes but you also need to learn stories and dive into stories of people's experiences that don't look like you either so you kind of have a mirror no a window into another person right you know and then you can walk like in their shoes metaphorically and understand experiences that are not yours you know really altered my mindset just now in this I because I I finally saw why it's important like I maybe I sound ignorant but I finally saw the importance of having a black teacher for white kids you know it's like it's just so because honestly it starts with the with the kid because they're the parents are already set in their ways but if you're in a school system and you have a teacher that even identifies as you know a different uh race not that's not just black but different than their own that gives them, like you just said, a window to understand different cultures. So despite what they're being taught at home, in school, they can renew their mindset and be taught something different. Yes, and that's important because when they go into the world, they can, I like as a Black educator, I now have provided the critical thinking skills to these students. So when they are in different situations in the future, they right. now know not to take everything like whatever the face value right like take it with a grain of salt like being like like if someone's saying something about a new black employee or a new latina employee they can be like "Mm, i don't really you know do you really know them you know they can start thinking clearly about even stereotypes that have been said for years and generations so nah i love that i i love that that's so good that's like so important to me I feel like it's in there. That's why I tell people, like, no, it's not where you teach. It's it's who you teach. Who you, you know? teach, absolutely. Whether they look like you, whether they don't, and mm-hmm. how how you maneuver in the quality and the content that you're be, you're teaching the students as well. You yeah. know, you're Either not. Way it's an impact. Either way, you're yeah. impacting them in certain in in a way in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. I love that. I love yeah. that. Oh love. man, it's almost twelve thirty. I kind of gotta go. Okay. Okay. We can pause it here and then I just want to pause it here. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So maybe then the um the next I'll just cut this out, but maybe like the next episode the next episode we can do the union strike. Yes. So it could be like a part two. Like we you know yeah. how you do part one. We'll do part two on that one. Okay. Be- cool. That'll be great. Um. Okay. So want to just do the advice and then. Yes. Okay. We could do All advice. Right. Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. So, um, no, I, I love this conversation first off, um, because one, it opened my mind a lot. Um, 
because you know when you're a black teacher teaching kids that look like you you think like okay I want to make sure kids see me but then you don't think yeah. about the other side of things where you're like wait a white kid or Asian kid seeing a black teacher is also just as or even more so important for the same reason um so I loved I just love this episode it was great no me too like honestly like um it's so important for kids to understand different lived experiences because what I realized from teachers college is that like a lot of people's experiences are completely different than mine and even in the community of friends that they have and it's like things that are not talked about so I feel like it's okay to have uncomfortable conversations and actually share our lived experiences with people so we they can actually humanize and empathize and understand that oh the world doesn't just work one way so I feel like only people of color are the people who are the only ones who kind of um who live in the in the war in society knowing how to code switch or how we should right to do in certain areas that we are things not to say how we should like meet ourselves we need to talk more but other people don't have to do that they can yeah. just be themselves because that's just what is the norm so I feel like it is so important for us now to be ourselves loud and proud but also allow people into our lived experiences and explaining it in an authentic way, but in a way with like data, with like um, pieces from like media and, and books where kids can also um, put their, like walk in the, in the shoe of a character and understand, be like, oh, okay. Damn, like life is, is different for other right. people. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was great. You have any advice? Yeah, my advice, honestly, to teachers or just anybody in life is um, just teach your kids about empathy, like, you know, and don't shy away. Don't feel like I don't th I think age is nothing. Uh, you can start these hard conversations from an early age because you have to understand we're born black, like, we're black whether we like it in preschool or newborns or kindergarten so from other people who are not black I feel like you shouldn't shy away be like oh these conversations are not important because they are important they're important on the way that what you teach your kids in the home they're going to reenact it in school you know so I feel like it's so important to have an open open mind and don't shut it down just because you feel like your kids are too young to have conversations about race because we kids like us don't get to choose pick and choose when we want to have conversations about race or being black we're just black you just know black every day doesn't change, change. Um, my advice is to always not take things for face value like to think critically about things because if you don't if you just take everything for what someone says it is you won't really you know people can say whatever they want <laughs> but you don't if you don't think critically about that situation you'll always just take what someone says and not not take what you think about it or what you say or what the facts say you know yeah. so um it's just simply just just think critically about things before you form a, before you form an assumption that could really be wrong exactly and we all have biases so you know it's good to always check our biases whether they're implicit or not or unconscious uh and reflect back self-reflection is key again oh like was this my bias coming like peeking through am I being fair to this person did I misjudge them and things like that I think yeah. these conversations are important absolutely uh any quotes yes so this is a quote that my literacy teacher in teachers college 
uh, said and is stuck with me. Uh, and the quote is, children need windows and mirrors. They need mirrors in which they see themselves and windows through which they see the world. Um, and that goes with everything that I just said. Uh, we, I think kids, yeah, they need to see themselves, representation, but they also need to see other, like how other people around the world or other lived experiences are. Um, mm -hmm. It's so important. And you can do this through your curriculum, the books that you choose, the resources, the games that you play, the art that you do. So there's so many different ways that you can use this quote. Mm, that's so good. Um, so my quote is... Um, Okay, I'll use this one. Um, do the best you can. Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, you do better. And it's by um, Maya Angelou. I will also add that even if you know better and you don't do better, to not beat yourself up about it, because that has happened to me one time. <laughs> like, even though you do know better and you don't do the better thing and you make a mistake, I would say, you know, you know, there's always time to recompense for grace, but... I love that quote because it kind of goes into, you know, what we were talking about too, right? Like even as a teacher and you have to teach this curriculum right now that doesn't make any sense. It's like, do the best you can until you know better. So do the best you can with what you have right now, with what you're given right now. Um, but just know that um, that there is better there out there for you. And that um, when you do know that there's better out there, then you can go and seek something that is more, uh, fulfilling and more sustainable either for your students or even for yourself to you know like you don't have to acclimate to anything that you don't really feel aligned to that part that's beautiful I love that and you got to give yourself grace too and yes. then that's what I told my 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 best friend's cousin is like um all you can do is do your best yeah you know even if you just reach that one kid, you as long as you tried your best, that's all that matters. So don't take like me about to change the world and you feel like you're not doing enough. It's okay. You know, you have to give yourself grace because this is a hard career that we hard. are in, you know, so you have to be graceful with yourself um, and it's okay. It's okay. Um, ending episode 11 off right as always. Um, but as usual, go follow us on Instagram at the 90s teachers. We love it. On the road to 1K. Okay. Um, I feel it in my bones. Yes. Anything you want to add, Zara, before we go? I'm just like, you know, just support us at the 90s teachers. If you guys want to join the conversations, you can DM us if you have any yes. topics, any burning questions. Uh, I know uh, back to school is coming. Um, and if you have any questions or topics that you guys want us to talk about, uh, we're here. You can sign into our DMs at the 90s teachers. Uh, if you want to just join the conversation or you want to show us your best 90s fits or your back oh, to school. Oh, love that. We'll repost you on our page. So Yes, tribe at the 90s teachers. Love girl, that was such a good plug. Yes. Oh my God. I would love to see that. Like your 90s fits or whatever, like your back to school outfit is as a teacher. Like, come on, y'all. Get it. Like, mention us. We're gonna put you up for real. We got you. Yes, we got you. Um, so follow us and um, you know, make sure you're back next Sunday for another episode. We appreciate y'all. Thank you guys for the support. Love you guys. Guys, next time. Signing out. <laughs>